Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I tell you, there's a lot of folks crying, crying foul with this indictment of former President Donald Trump. What does it mean for the political landscape for not just Republicans, but also Democrats? Professor David Schultz, political science professor at Hamlin University, is joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Professor Schultz, I tell you, uh, you cannot watch CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, any of the national networks without this being the dominant story. Um, You know, talk to me about the fallout. It hasn't even happened yet. And already folks are taking polls about, you know, who's going to be the best uh, presidential candidate for the Republicans. Is this it for Trump? Um, Has a Teflon Don finally uh, met his match? What is going on? A lot of things are going on. But the first thing I'm going to say is what I think is really amazing is everybody has judged this case. And guess what? We don't even know what the charges are yet. We're all speculating at this point. I was this morning at the gym, you know, had I came up with CNN on and looking at all the different shows and people are either condemning it or praising it. And I'm saying none of us know what the indictment is. We're not going to know until what is it? Tuesday at two 15 or something like that. So, so right off the bat, this is just all spec. I mean, the, the, the merits of the, of the case is totally, totally speculative. All right. So having said that, you're right. The other issue is, is the political fallout. And here's, here's sort of my sense is, is that everybody is still speculating, is that we don't have any polls that predict the future. We don't have any hard data on this. But if, if you had to make a guess, uh, Remember a long time ago, Donald Trump said something like what? He could pull out a gun and was at Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and he wouldn't lose any support. His supporters won't care. His supporters are not going to mm-hmm. care on this one. And I think he is totally aiming for, at this point, just getting the nomination. And since he still has the dominant what group of voters in the Republican Party, it probably helps him there. But I can't imagine, unless I'm wrong, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, I can't imagine an indictment helps him in a general election. But will it keep him from running? See, this is what I need you here to help me understand. Is this it? I mean, if he gets this indictment, can he run? I know there's some rules for being president. Like, you got to be a certain age. You got to, you know, be born in the United States of America. Um, An indictment. Will that stop him from getting the job? Because, hey, Professor Schultz, 
Now, I can't have a felony and work at a daycare. Can you have an indictment against you and have a misdemeanor or felony and be president of the United States of America? Well, you can certainly run uh, um, for president of the United States if you've been indicted. You can certainly run even if you've been convicted of a felony. And the example that we have is in 1912, Eugene Debs um, was convicted. Well, he was a convicted felon running as a socialist. He was serving in the federal penitentiary, and he got a million votes. So he could. So so Trump, even if convicted, could run. Now, here is the interesting question, though: is that what if he's a convicted felon in prison and he gets elected? Can he serve as president? Well, intuitively, the answer is no. As you said, if you were convicted of a felon, you'd be stripped of your voting rights, your rights to run for office. You, you couldn't do any of this. However, and, and so the correct answer should be that Trump, if convicted, shouldn't be able to serve as president. But we don't have a clear constitutional answer to that question because what? The Constitution says what? You have to be 35, born in the United States, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Does, mm-hmm. The, does, that, does that prevent a a felon, a, a currently current felon, assuming he was indicted, convicted, and, and put in prison, does that prevent him from serving? We don't have a clear answer on that. Okay, that is just bananas to me, Professor Schultz. I know people I who are felons who can't get a job at a hospital pushing elderly people around in wheelchairs. They cannot get a job um, at a bank, even if they have served their time and promised that they are on the straight and narrow. I know felons who have degrees, who have come out of college and had to work at Taco Bell or Burger King because they can't get a job in their chosen field because they have a felony record you got felons who can't vote and you telling me that a felon can run for president when a felon can't vote unfortunately that's the answer yes at this point and and this speaks to a myth you know there's this myth outside the supreme court building there's like what you know the phrase up on the top of the building that says equal justice for all that's one of our great myths in our society. I mean, oh, we knew that about, wasn't the truth. Yeah, we black people oh, yeah. been knowing oh, that. That is like oh, that's that's laughable. Of course, of course, of course. So now think about, of course. So now think about Tuesday. Um, Trump's is is voluntarily surrendering um, for him. Um, they're going to give him a special rear entrance to the to the courthouse. To, to walk through to a period, et cetera, et cetera, like that. I doubt he's even going to have to wear an orange jumpsuit. If it were, if it were an average person, and let's be really blunt, if it were somebody who's black, do you think they're going to give him fair warning? Do you think they're not going to handcuff him? Do you think they're not going to do all that stuff? Of course not. This is what? The privilege of being white or the privilege of being, what, rich. He, he, gets, he gets to do certain things that the rest of us don't get to do. And that um, is not fair. I agree. I mean, you can say a lot of stuff about it, but it is absolutely not fair. Like you talked about, there's no warning. Um, you know, there's, you know, I, I wish Breonna Taylor had gotten a warning. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, there are so many instances that we can look at where people did not get a warning. Um, they did not get a heads up. 
Um, here they are spending tens of thousands of dollars, man hours and resources to um, come up with an indictment. And we got the date, time and location, what door he's going to decide to walk in and, and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm like, I've never heard of anything like this in my life. Um, and, and this speaks to how our system of justice is not blind. They might as well take the blindfold off the little lady statue and take the scales down because it's not even, it's not blind, and it's not fair. You're right. And think about also what's happened over the years. I mean, we have a, a litany of stories of, of, they call them Teflon Don, of things that he's gotten away with that the rest of us couldn't have gotten away with in terms of, taxes or in terms of like running shady, you know, businesses in terms of, and he's had to make restitution on these like Trump university or some of his other Trump, Trump adventures like that. I mean, he has literally been able to get away with things and just think about, again, we're not going to repeat the language on the air, but remember back in 16 where he made references to grabbing women by their private parts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he, he has gotten away with saying things that, that, that I'm hoping that most of the rest of us would pay dearly for. If, if I said something like that, um, I certainly hope, you know, hell would rain down upon me or something like that. Um, so, so, again, this speaks to um, exactly that, that dual system of justice or dual system of injustice, whatever way we want to describe it. And, and, and just maybe, just maybe, there's a little of an inkling out here that, he's, that, that maybe justice is going to finally prevail. If not here, Maybe it's going to be in Georgia if, if a grand jury actually has indicted him for trying to influence the election or two investigations at the federal level, one about the documents at Mar-a-Lago, one about January 6th. And then there's also um, another investigation in Westchester County, New York, all about tax fraud. And then I can't even tell you how many suits there are being brought against him by women who've claimed that he sexually harassed them. Maybe if a God exists in the universe – some justice is starting to occur. Mm, I, I, that's the prayer. That's the hope that he is held accountable just like anybody else who would have these um, charges levied against them. Mm -hmm. We got to take a quick break, but we're going to talk more with Professor David Schultz when we come back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Professor David Schultz and I are having an amazing conversation. I had to go uh, during the break, Professor Schultz, and get my blood pressure cuff because you have run <laughs> my blood pressure up with all this political talk. You know, it was kind of quiet for a minute. 
you know, it kind of, you know, we just, you know, it was, it was really bananas for a long time. And then, you know, we got a little uh, peace and quiet, just a little bit, um, you know, when, when, when everybody got blocked on Twitter and, and then Elon mm-hmm. Musk took over and, you know, then we started having rallies again. And then, you know, I had to uh, strengthen my blood pressure medication. Um, now you, uh, really have your, uh, finger on the pulse of the political landscape not just locally but nationwide um you know when these rallies start happening like the one in waco and you know hundreds of folks are showing up um and you know we we see it on the news and it is uh, front and center um you know on every television station uh nationally across the globe um you know th- things the ch- the landscape everything changes um you know what changes have you seen um since former president trump has come on the scene and started um kicking his new um you know campaign uh you know kind of if you will he's you know initiating um you know the sure. the campaign trail uh, how how is how has the landscape changed for everybody well, a couple things. If we let's go back to two sixteen, you know, then when he became president, is one of the things. I mean, when two sixteen, he was not that he was subtle, but compared to where he is today, he was not as let us say cutting and out front with the white supremacist as he seems to be now. I mean, I mean, once Charlottesville happened a few years ago, you know, I mean, where you know where statements came out there where he basically said, well, you know, both sides are to be the the blame or, or both type of legitimate arguments or like that. That's when it really became clear. He was throwing his lot in, you know, what the white supremacists and what I've seen, and you probably have seen the same thing too, is, is I'm not sure what the word is, coarser or uglier, um, how American politics has become where mm-hmm. people I used to just, people who I used to describe as saying fringe who are, who are fringe have now been given um, not just their 15 minutes of fame, but are now being treated as mainstream. And that's what I see now is, is this, it's this what, um, what, what I got to call it, the normalizing of, of hate again, um, that I thought we were a better society about, and we're clearly not. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I remember seeing a change um, it, at the network level because I'm a news mm-hmm. person. And so I know people right. in news and, and, you know, when Barack Obama was president, they had hired so many African-American male and female um, political analysts, um, mm-hmm. you know, because they wanted somebody connected to the white house and connected to the culture mm-hmm. and connected to the lived experience of Barack and Michelle Obama to give that perspective. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when, when president Trump was elected to office, those black and brown faces began to disappear from mm-hmm, the major mm-hmm. networks and they were replaced with like you said the 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 outliers the fringe folks um who do have access to the new president and i understand that some of that turnover has to happen but it was so glaring and so obvious and so sweeping um and, and these people were given a platform um you know without the the experience and the expertise um of the 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 normal news political analyst um they mm-hmm. were thrown into a, a situation where they got the light, they got the microphone, they got shows, they've got, you know, podcasts, they've got radio uh, uh, broadcasts, you know, and, and they're giving a, a, giving a platform when they were just, you know, months ago on CB radio. You're right. And also what they were given now 
is legitimacy for lying. And this is a slightly different topic here, you know, but what I'm watching carefully now, too, is the Dominion lawsuit against Fox News. And if you've been following this for the last few weeks, Mm -hmm. you know, for the last few years, you know, what we're learning is that Fox knew that that the election was not stolen in 2020. Um, it, It knew that what Trump was saying was lying, but it repeated them. Why? Because it wanted to do so um, to cater to its audience, not to do what the media is supposed to do. I mean, you're, you're a journalist. Your job, and you know this, your job is to tell people what the truth is, not, not, not to tell them what they want to hear. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, this is what, and this is what scares me now, too, is that um, lying has been legitimized at this point, is that you, you take Trump, you know, what was it the Washington Post said? What, what, 10,000 lies or something like that while mm-hmm. he was president of the United? I can't remember what the exact number is, but it's like we're, we're, we're also putting people on, on television, on radio who, who just lie with abandon at this point. And then CNNs of the world will say, well, we're going to be fair and balanced. Well, no, fair and balanced is not putting um, 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 a liar on and letting that person lie. That's, that's mm-hmm. not fair. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is just, um, you know, I'm, I'm just um, I'm just hopeful that um, any kind of decency that we have um, ground that we have gained um, over the past couple of years will um, continue. Now, I want to switch gears here and I want to get your opinion on something because this has been bothering me and I have been talking to political experts about it. And sometimes they understand where I'm coming from. And sometimes we have to have a healthy debate about this. But I really do not appreciate the way President Biden has been handling Vice President Kamala Harris. I don't appreciate the assignments that she's been given. And for me, um, Professor Schultz, it reminds me of any time an African-American woman is given a position but not an opportunity. Um, you know, we've all seen it. We've all been there where they say, okay, you can have this job. Congratulations. You have been selected. Now go sit in your office and close the door and write blog posts. Um, or we're going to send you to Africa for a month where all hell is breaking loose in the United States of America. And I just believe Professor Schultz, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, that he is giving her these horrible assignments and responsibilities because he does not want her to outshine him so that um, when it comes time for re-election, somebody doesn't put their finger in the air and say, well, why doesn't she run instead? Well, I think you make a lot of good points here. The fact that she's been stuck with, like, you know, dealing with a border crisis that requires far more than than what her or the president can do. This requires work from Congress, et cetera, et cetera. No, I agree. I mean, you look at her in terms of her credentials. I mean, you don't get so many people with better credentials than her to be vice president of the United States, senator, attorney general, um, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, an incredibly talented person who I always thought, you know, a few years ago, I said, she's likely the, the 2024 um, Democratic nominee. And, and so, so yes. I, I agree with you. To use two different terms here, um, um, either, either she was the token or what's happening now, and again, a term you'll appreciate here, I think she's being ghettoized myself. Now, oh, now, see, you got to tell me what you mean by that. Break it down. What I mean by that, she's the token. So she's, she's, the, she's, the, she's the token black person in the administration. When I say ghettoized, 
she's basically being marginalized. She's being sort of, you know, pushed away from everybody else, and they're all distancing themselves from, from him. That's what I mean by ghettoized. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Now, um, is anybody else saying this? Are you hearing this? Because, I, I mean, what can be done? It's like they setting this woman up for failure. No, that's an interesting part because you look at it. You look at it at this point. Public opinion polls don't like her, um, or at least um, the mainstream media is framing her, you know, as what incompetent or not able to do her job, et cetera, et cetera, like that. I mean, this 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 might be part of what we were talking about before break, just in terms of how how um, since the Obamas left office, went through Trump and so forth. Persons of color um, are being depicted, you know, in certain ways, and she's certainly um, not getting a, a good framing for what she's doing or what she rep- or what she represents or the work she's supposed to be doing. No, she is not, and it is not fair. And I feel the sorriest for her and her team. When I saw her in Africa with her husband. And the assignment that she was on when there are so many things happening over here where we can use her leadership and her expertise, I just about fell out in the floor. I had to turn the TV off. I was so freaking pissed off um, that she's over there getting flowers. And, and, you know, basically, to me, they're treating her like she's a first lady, like she doesn't have any authority, like they've got Mm -hmm. her over here on these assignments that they know, number one, is not her brand. It's not. That's like putting a sports reporter on the weather. Okay, I, I only know news, so I can only do you some news analogies. You're not gonna have Mike Max doing the weather. Nobody's gonna watch that. He doesn't have the authority to do it. It's not his skill set. He doesn't have that background. He does sports. That's what Mike Max does. Mike Max comes out. He talks about sports. Everybody listens because they knows what he knows what the hell he's talking about. We got tornadoes. We got uh, uh, snowstorms. We got all kinds of kids are killing each other in the school. The border is is out of control, and you mean to tell me that you think it'd be a good idea to send our brightest and best vice president to Africa to talk about climate change. We have some real serious stuff going on over here that is not on the bingo card right now. I think you said it well. I think you said it well. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to have to take a break. I thank you for being here, but I'm going to make me a drink and take my blood pressure medication, uh, (laughs) Professor David Schultz, because talking to you has sent my pressure through the roof tonight. All right, good. Calm down, and hopefully we do the show. We can hopefully we do the show again someday. We'll talk later. All right, have a good night and a great week, y'all. Don't go anywhere. We've got more to come. I tell you, that's how I was feeling. Um, it was dark clouds and a cold night when I found out that not one, not two, but three of my four children have been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorders. Um, I crawled under the table and grabbed a bottle of vodka, and I thought, I'm just going to drink myself to death. That was my plan. I was too scared to take some pills or drive off a cliff. I figured I'd just do something I enjoy. I like drinking. I just keep drinking until um, I go and see Jesus. And I got all the way down to 95 pounds. Do you hear me? 95 pounds pounds my chest was sunken and because i um had a short afro from the back people were calling me sir 
Like if I was, you know, looking for something or out in community or, or in somebody's way, they say, excuse me, sir. Because I had just decided I wanted to die. And then I, I met some women who had kids with autism, too. And they started pointing me in the direction of good services and resources. And they encouraged me. And everything that I learned to benefit my children, I learned from another parent. Which is why I'm always sharing and always talking and always trying to help another mother who has a child on the spectrum. And just giving them the tools and the information that somebody gave me so that they don't have to drink themselves to death. And they don't think about committing suicide. And so I was so glad and blessed when Mark Martinez rang my phone and had the idea to put together a series of videos, small vignettes, to educate parents and caregivers and people throughout the Twin Cities community about autism. Whether we were talking about speech therapy, where people can find grants to pay for things like fences or to pull up the carpet in the floor or to get the house painting or to put uh, locks, combination locks on the doors. Or whether we're talking about an event coming up or, you know, uh, the Minnesota Autism Resource Portal or a financial manager who can help you find resources for your child. We put those videos together and every Monday throughout the month of April, which is Autism Acceptance and Autism Awareness Month, those videos are going to be posted on the South Washington County Telecommunications Commission website. And I tell you, we got in that studio in Cottage Grove and my friends from Family Achievement Center and ACRA came by and, and spent their time educating and empowering parents and caregivers with the tools and the information that they needed so that they could help their children. And those videos have started to roll out. They are available online right now. The first one is there. And I'm so pleased with how Mark and his team have put them together. And I'm so excited to have him on the show today so that we can chat about these videos, uh, the importance of putting them out there, and how we need you all to help us spread the word and pass this along um, to parents and teachers and therapists and caregivers and people who suspect that their child or grandchild might have autism. Mark, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so pleased with how this first video turned out. You and Brian and your whole team, I'm telling you, y'all put your whole foot in that. Oh, thank you, Shaletta. Thank you so much for this opportunity, this amazing opportunity to do something positive for the community, to work with you. You're such uh, an inspiration and a success story and your family. It's really been our pleasure working with you. 
Now, we worked together for the first time last year for Black History Month. We were putting uh, a little video together um, about the things that are available at the South Washington County Library because they had um, the librarians had done such an amazing job um, putting uh, resources available to educate all of us here um, about the contributions of African Americans. And, you know, this idea to put together some Autism Awareness Month videos, we were kind of swirling around at the time, but you really put the resources and the manpower and the staffing behind it. Talk to me about how this idea came about and why it was so important that you got got it out there for the community. Yes. Um, uh, we work closely with our member cities in our uh, commission, uh, and we work closely with mayors and city council folks. And there's uh, a council member from Cottage Grove that uh, really inspired us. Uh, his family has, um, you know, has worked through autism and he actually, you know, mentioned that you're in the community there, too, and to reach out to you. Um, so it was a little bit of that. But it was also, you know, we're, we're a community media center and looking to, um, you know, provide the community with really valuable information about a variety of things, many of which that the city is working on. And um, and so we're trying to provide value and be a community partner and do some meaningful work. And so uh, because we have this relationship with our council member, uh, we thought of this idea. He mentioned uh, you, and so I reached out. Yes, you're correct. We worked on the library with uh, uh, the library piece with uh, Washington County. And, um, you know, it just it just really came together so naturally and organically. But the main thing is that we want to use everything we can do as a through our channels. We still have cable channels mm-hmm. in our area and uh, social media channels to give back to the community, make an impact and really provide really valuable information for folks. Now, for anybody who is listening, Mark, talk to them about where they can get these videos so that they can start sharing them in their circles. I just, I, for one, just went to your Facebook page and I shared it to my page um, and tagged World Autism Awareness Day and asked people to also share it with the folks in their lives who have kids with special needs so that they could take advantage of the resources and some of the things that we're talking about in these videos. Yes, that's exactly it. Um, check out our Facebook page, our Instagram, uh, and our website, swctc.org. That's swctc.org. Um, yes, please share the information. It's, you know, Shaletta is providing, you know, her experience and what she's gone through. Like I said, you're an inspiration and great success story. You have you provide so much valuable information in these videos. Um, I think, you know, folks should check them out. Um, it, we really are passionate about this. We want to help people and um, the experts that you've interviewed as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can find out information regarding how to navigate through the school system, mm-hmm. uh, get grants, and um, 
and some services, you know, so it's really clear. They're, they're pretty concise, you know, about 15 yeah. minutes long. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's not a long watch, but a lot of good information there. And that's what I really appreciated is that we know that folks time is so valuable. And especially when you have kids with special needs, you don't have 30 and 45 minutes. You don't get to binge watch swarm and housewives of whoever, um, because if you've got some spare time, um, you're looking over the IEP. Um, you're, you know, getting things ready for the next day. You're trying to make sure that, you know, everything that may be a danger to that child is, is put away or you're just getting some plain old fashioned rest. So 15 minutes is about all the time we have. But these vignettes, these videos are 15 minutes chock full of good information um, that will help parents who have kids with special needs and also provide a better quality of life for kids with autism. Now, before you go, Mark, let everybody know again where they can get these videos, how they can find them. Again, you can go and download them. You can share them on your social channels. Uh, For World Autism Day, do me that favor. Go and find these videos and share them. If you don't do anything else all month long uh, to help me spread awareness for kids and adults with autism, share these videos. And how can they do that, Mark? Yes, uh, Facebook, you can find us there, SWCTC, and uh, Instagram, SWCTC, under slash TV, and on our website, SWCTC.org. Well, I just thank you again for um, having the vision to put this together, for including me. I know you're talking about Justin Olson because he's always calling my name in rooms, and I really appreciate it. He and his family are amazing advocates for uh, all the families here in Cottage Grove where he is one of our amazing city leaders who have um, kids with special needs so I I appreciate his leadership he and his wife and I I just appreciate what you've done with these videos again I encourage everyone uh, if you don't do anything else for me and my family for Autism Awareness Month uh, go to the Facebook page the Instagram page the website the YouTube page and share Share these videos on your timelines with your teachers, with your team, with your family and friends um, to help me spread acceptance and awareness for our children and adults. Mark, thank you again so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Shaletta. We couldn't have done it without you. We much appreciate it. Thank you. I'm telling you, honey, teamwork makes the dream work. And speaking of team, when we come back, I'm going to talk to my friend Jonathan. I want to find out what he's been up to next. Speaking of good looking, what is going on, Jonathan? It's been a minute since we chatted. There was no show last week because um, the Timberwolves were playing. So it's been a couple of weeks since we had a chance to catch up. Yes, hello. Uh-uh, he did not give me his radio announcer voice. No, he did not. Yes, he did. He threw the radio announcer voice on me. Now, um, we're going into award season. Um, what awards ceremony are you most looking forward to? I know you enjoy SAC AFTRA because, you know, you always have a hand Whoa, in that. Wait, wait, and... wait, 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 wait. No, we're out of award. We, we are out of award season. We're done. No, we're not. Yeah, we're done. Well, why am I still watching awards and stuff on TV? I have no idea. They I got know. the CMTs on right now. So, so 
the movie awards season ends with the Oscars, and that happened a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So what? So so, which one did you enjoy the most? I usually don't watch too many award shows. I I had the Oscars on because you know it's the big it's the big show, and mm-hmm. there were a lot of people that were wondering what was going to happen after last yeah. year with Will Smith, yeah. but. Yeah. I, I didn't expect anything big to happen because, number one, Will Smith is not there. He's he's banned from attending the award show for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And you figure they'd have stuff beefed up after that. They don't want to show bad, yeah. as you would think. But um, I, I, didn't, I didn't watch the sa- – again, most of these award shows are on, on Sundays when I'm working. That is true. That's and true. so – for years, I haven't really been invested in any of them. Uh, I've I've just kind of grown tired of them. For, you, really, you know, you know, this is the thing. We, um, you know, when we were growing up and 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 back in the day, I don't want to sound like an old lady, but you know, the only time that you saw your favorite uh, performer or your favorite actress or actor was at these award shows. It wasn't like you could go online and see Michael Jackson at the grocery store or the 7-Eleven or, you know, he was performing at the gas station for people. You know, that just didn't happen. The only time you had access to your favorite entertainer was at these uh, scripted award shows. And so now by the time you get to the award show, you know everything about them. You know, you have just had a whole lot of Sierra and a whole lot of your favorite country music uh, superstar and a whole lot of your favorite actor and actress um, by the time the award show actually happens. So, you know, for me, the suspense of seeing them for the first time um, since maybe a concert or watching a video or, you know, at the theater, um, you know, I I don't know. It just it kind of waters down the experience for me. Well, the other thing is, and this is kind of this is kind of helped and hurt at the same time regarding TV, film, maybe even in some ways music, is you have many more options to watch than what you had back in the 70s, the 80s, mm. even into the 90s where you yeah. had the three major networks, and then you had your cable services, and and cable tried to make some inroads here and there, but for the most part, people were until what the mid nineties, the the early two thousands were watching ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so when we got into more of these shows being done on the cable outlets, your TNTs and TBSs and USAs Mm -hmm. and AMCs and all these other networks, then that kind of fractured everything out. You know, you might have a Sunday night show that goes opposite the Oscars or goes opposite the Grammys or opposite the Tonys, like a Breaking Bad or a Walking Dead. And Mm -hmm. so are you going to, watch that are you going to go to hbo and watch game of thrones or sopranos are you going to watch the the award show and then when streaming came in then it all went to pot because now because now everything it's not only just that that people are distracted or or diverted from their attentions to to something else now you're talking about oh i've got 
Um, I've got these other shows that I can watch anytime I want, and I can see them, and they're award-winning because we've had these shows that have gone out and won awards from Netflix, from Amazon Prime, Mm -hmm. from Hulu. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so when you you combine our, our ability to go wherever we want to, watch wherever we want, when we want, as long as we have the subscription, and this goes for music as well and streaming music, it kind of takes away from the bigness of an Oscar ceremony or a SAG after or a Grammys or something of that nature. It just takes away from the largeness of it. Yeah, yeah, that that that's true. That's true. I, it's just I don't think these kids will really ever appreciate um, just kind of being – uh, disconnected from their favorite entertainers. You got kids adding, you know, celebrities, and they're adding them right back, I, and they're, I, they're I, able to see it in real time. And that's I, I agree with you that that's another part of it is social media and YouTube and the fact that you get more access to people now than you ever had before. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, we, we got a whole another hour coming up. It's Geraldine's favorite part of the show still talking and i'm getting to talk to one of my favorite people i have not talked to this uh performer in probably 10 years but once we get together on this show and get to squealing it is going to be epic who am i talking about find out coming up Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 